Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. Barking. Dun, 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 dun. Dogs barking. Do I need glasses? Maybe I don't need glasses. Okay. I'm gonna take my glasses off. I probably don't need them here. Right. Not, yeah, not that anybody will ever see this footage. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, okay, we are recording. Um, right. Hello. Okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey hey everybody hey, hey. <laughs> all right thank you for What's tuning in to, people <laughs> thank you for tuning in to hyphenate halftime with me randy randall and my super always amazing co-host mr aaron farley how you doing mr aaron farley i'm good how are you oh i'm good i'm i'm confused and turned around we had a yeah. long conversation about uh many of these things or so i think i don't know what number podcast we are in but it's been going for a few months now and uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna guess that this is the fifth halftime, maybe. Okay, so maybe tenth. Th- yes, yeah, so we had five interviews, five, five halftimes. That sounds right. Yeah, that's about what. That's about that's two months. Be my guess. Two and two and a half months. That feels about yeah. right. Yeah. When and yeah. this is uh, and this episode is um, coming out John. on is John Herndon. And it is coming out on October 26th. If you're listening to this, this is the week of October 26th. Awesome. Almost Halloween. Any uh, Anything spooky you got up your sleeve for Halloween? The spookiest thing is how fast Halloween is coming up. <laughs> yeah. I was like a couple of weeks ago, people were putting their Halloween stuff up. Like we got, you know, our neighbor across the street got one of those huge, the 12 foot skeletons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it went up, and I'm like, isn't it a little early for that? You know, especially in California, it's still like <laughs> it's 100 still degrees. 80. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we're yeah. up in the mountains. It's 80. Yeah. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden I looked, and I'm like, wait, Halloween is almost like next. I mean, by the time this comes out, Halloween will be like five days away. Yeah. No. I know. This will be, act- this will be after Halloween, actually, this one. I think, well. Because two weeks from now, right? Or are we supposed oh my to be God. giving up the days of how? I don't even know. I don't even know how this works. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it vague. I, yeah. I was trying. I was trying my best to to, yeah. to dial it into a time. Yeah. Maybe we'll go back to keeping it vague. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, it's fall. Twenty twenty three. I could say that with confidence. Yes, this is October, but could it? It could be any year. Or it could even be November. Yeah, it could it's be good. November. I don't know. You, yeah, you have yeah. to write us. Write us at uh, hyphenate halftime 
at gmail.com and tell us oh, yeah. what what day it is when this when this uh, <laughs> you're hearing this because we will be confused yeah just Please tell us what day it is that's all we yeah. need to know that's the only information we yeah. need if anybody could just write, write in just just daily let me know what day it is that would be so much more helpful for me if i had a, a daily email telling me this is the date today like oh cool right thanks <laughs> yeah i've i've never been i've never been super into halloween um but i've always participated but I, okay. did, I don't know. It's not one where, of my... Where does that come from, you think? I don't know. I hmm. Well, as a kid, I did not like people dressed in masks. So, hmm. but I don't know even why where that came from. But it became <laughs> it became a thing for a while. I didn't really like scary movies. I like people dressed in masks. So I guess that's probably where it came from. So whatever that, that would, is. That'd be, a, that'd be a big part of not like Halloween. I mean, inherently masks, masks are scary, yeah. but I think you know, there's the child kind of thing where you jump in like, ooh, I have a mask on. I can go scare my parents. Right. I, I don't like I the always... color orange. No, <laughs> pumpkins. Have really, no, yeah, pumpkins aren't pumpkins. really my thing. I don't yeah. like I don't like falling leaves. Yeah, I don't know where it candy. comes from. Candy. It's yeah. not a big candy person. Yeah. I don't know. Now the candy Hall- thing. Halloween, that might not be my thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. They like the candy. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, Shan said she doesn't like um, uh, pumpkin spice things. I'm a big flavor person. Ooh, I like okay. I like all kinds of flavor things. I'm excited when things are, when all the pumpkin spiced flavor things, I go crazy for it. And I'll, I'll just buy all of them. And, it does uh, start. It, it, it really is. It's like the first time in a while. It's like the first time of the year that things really change like all the flavors mm-hmm. of everything changes the smells of everything like the food the type of food that people eats eat yep. all of a sudden you're like eating more hearty things getting ready getting ready putting on those pounds for the winter just in case <laughs> yeah i think it's the it's i remember talking to somebody i don't know i was probably shopping at some department store and it was like oh yeah well you know the, the decorations go up for halloween and they're like it's just a race so as soon as you see start seeing pumpkins it's new year's it just goes it just goes it's like from halloween but once the once the halloween stuff goes up then it's thanksgiving for a, a blink then christmas Yep. goes pretty hard and then it's new year's so it's just sort of that that run of like themed events and stuff especially when you have kids there's just all the different activities and things it just from yeah. now once the pump once you see the pumpkin just go ahead and start start getting used to writings the next year on your on your whatever you write you know 2024 it's like right and this the is year, the, the year's this, over and this is the moment when when kids are like you know what i want for christmas like all this is when they start yes. thinking about it See, and and yep. every single day you're like getting the christmas the the potential christmas list oh yeah that has it starts yeah it has <laughs> whatever like stuff. whatever crazy things of like especially when they get older it starts to get to like this is towns the other day he's like dad so he's uh 12 dad so um <clears throat> when i get my license oh and you guys oh get me a car. Can you please not um, surprise me with the color of car? So, like, I get to choose. And I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. There's so no surprise. You, it's this car I'm driving right now. Yeah, this is going to so be the you, car you get. Yeah, you think you're getting a car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who told you you're getting a car? Yeah. You're not getting a car. I you will get help to you borrow out. our car if, you, yeah. if, you're, if everything's going well. <laughs> I will help you out. There will be no surprise to this. I will tell you right now. Yeah. You have four years warning. 
you will yeah. not be getting a car. Yeah. If, if you drive any car, it will be the one that you are driving in currently yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm way ahead of you. It will be yeah, this so car I'm... with 50,000 more miles on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At the I hope least. You guys like, I hope you like this one. It's going to be a lot <laughs> shittier with some more dents on it and won't run as good. Yeah. And I guess who gets a new car? Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> exact. Get a new car. Yeah, it's the exact worst version of this car you're in yeah. right now. Yep. No surprises. There you go. You have plenty of time. You've been warned. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, no, what, I got a request for a, a 3D printer. And I'm wow. like, the, for the, the, yeah, for Ryder. Yeah, he's nine. He'll be 10. But I just I have to imagine the disappointment level on a gift like that is so steep from oh, yeah. from the excitement from when you open it up, like, wow. And then how does this work? Like, I don't know. What, what are we going to yeah. print? Like, I, I don't know. You can make yeah. a box. You can make I a made thing. A, like, yeah, I made a plastic cube. From yeah, okay. from from buying it for about six hours, maybe you have yeah. some excitement, and then it just goes like on the top of the top shelf of the of the closet and never yeah. gets looked at ever again. Yeah, how long does this take? <laughs> oh my god, we did the we did the um the Oculus, you know, the 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 glasses to play video games with, you know, virtual reality yeah. classes last year, and he was. He was excited and he was pissed because it was expensive. We kind of just went in on the one gift sort of thing where the younger right. brother with Wilson's, you know, st still just four, he gets lots of little things. Lots of little, yeah. you know, a $20 thing, a $30 thing, a $40 thing, and, you know, you get a big, a big video game, you know, it's $400. You get the yeah. one thing. That's it. That's a <laughs> there's, there's, there's no one else. I think that the, there's a charger that came with it. That's it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Those are your two boxes you get. Um, but yeah, so he was kind of, he was happy, but also there was that moment, I think it's just, that's just part of growing up, right? You know, and then you realize like, oh, it's not, I'm not getting tons of little toys. Like we didn't buy you any yeah. toy cars, anything. You got the one big thing. We were happy to to help you out with that. But we taken it apart and we could have wrapped all the different pieces up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... Maybe that's, that's better. Yeah. Next time <laughs> if we get them the, if we get them the 3D printer, we'll 3D print a bunch of small little dumb things yeah <laughs> ahead of time the night before and we'll wrap all those up and here is the instructions yeah <laughs> whoa whoa cool this is a cool book <laughs> oh man okay so john herndon last week yeah. um how awesome is he he's great right um yeah it's amazing the so i've met john once uh when you played with him um oh yeah in long beach no, at, at oh, no. Zebulon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. <clears throat> yeah, super fun. But I had never met him before. I obviously know Tortoise and know the music. And maybe I had listened to his solo. Um, I think I'd listened oh, yeah. to his solo. Um, like a, a great song. album on, uh, on Arthur King. He had an awesome. Yes, that it's one. A great dope record. Yep. Yeah. And then I think he did something with um, Travis um um oh my God, what am I? miller millard yeah travis yeah. millard yeah and um so i i'm you know very familiar but then when i met him he's like totally a different guy than i thought he was gonna be and he was kind of <laughs> quiet and we were meeting under circumstances of him like setting up and he was also setting up all that electronic stuff. So he's like, there's like a thousand chords, this like huge pile of chords everywhere. And, and then he's just kind of a little quiet. I don't know. And I just remember asking him some question. It was a very short answer. And I was like, okay. oh, wait, does he hate me? 
does he oh uh maybe i'll just let him be on his way and get it and just not really knowing and so then cut to listening to the interview i'm like oh he's like a super talkative crazy <laughs> like he has so many crazy stories and he's just a little bit like kind of quiet and funny and i was like then i went back to my previous thing i was like oh he was just being kind of quiet made a little joke and then was like okay i gotta set up so it's awesome to hear him like his laugh is so funny when you're talking to him and he has like super high pitched laugh and it just keeps laughing (laughs) so good yeah it's fun it's fun kind of been it's been fun over the years getting to know him because he's definitely a big nerd and he does not take himself too seriously but i feel like you know he's often probably approached with great uh reserve or with reverence from from other music nerds you know i think they're just his musical output i think is yeah. held in such high regard as it should be and yeah. so to, so i'm i'm sure he's probably tripped out by that too in some in some ways of you know being kind of a goofball and everybody coming up and like oh like you know kind of bowing down before him or, or yeah. being very you know very you know respectful i'm sure it probably fries his brain a little bit of not not sure what to do I'm sure because yeah, it's it seems like he he is um yeah I guess that was what was cool about the interview was he, hearing his kind of funny goofy weird side and then realizing that like oh that's him but then the artwork and the music is taken very seriously but in a mm-hmm. loose fun way but everything was very like talking about the instruments and talking about the different um you know the ways he makes music or thinks about art and and all of that seemed very loose but also very pointed like when he like just when he said that he was going to um that he just told everybody he was a drummer before he had ever played drums or anything yeah and he was like he was like no i'm a drummer i was like when he was a little kid when he was 10 or something i was like oh what do you do i'm a drummer but he'd never played drums. He'd never touched drums. He'd never he even knew. tried or anything, but he just knew he was going to be a drummer. I thought that was really, um, seemed very telling. I mean, he said, he was just like, yeah, I knew it was going to happen. But it's amazing. But no, no, like he had gone to like the Rolling Stones, seen the Rolling Stones as a kid, or he was a big fan of the Who, but just was like, yeah, I'm going to be a drummer. I think yeah. that's amazing. He called a shot. He's like, "Yep, that's yeah. me. That's right." Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's 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 a funny thing. I mean, I don't know where you stand with this or or how this f- fits in with your life story, but I've felt very privileged for many reasons over over the course of my life. But but one of the things I've felt very privileged about is is knowing what I love to do, like knowing I love to play music, specifically right. playing guitar, like and, and being very confident about that and understanding like, oh, this brings me so much joy and so much happiness. If I could just do this, I will be very happy for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I felt I've, I've I feel like there was um, there was just it was clear. It was not it was no question. No questions about it. Like, obviously, you know, I love other things too, you know, but, but that was the thing I was like, oh, this is, this is so, this is my path. And it was just having a clear idea of like what my passion is and, and what my, where my heart lays with that. And just something this makes me so happy to do a thing. And, and I've talked to other people and I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And I, and over the years I've kind of understood like that would really fuck my head up. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be, I like being eclectic. I'm enjoying, you know, the podcast. I'm enjoying, you know, I like film and art and movies and lots of other things as well. But, but in terms of one thing, like, oh yeah, no, I want to just do this. Like, but it's really, it has to be really tough to, to, to wonder, like to get to a point in your life and like, maybe I'm into skidoos or jet skiing, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. To, have, to have to to be searching, I think all, all, always would be seems would seem, I don't know. Would, or just would be to confusing. not even have not even to have a thing, I think is right. tough too. Yeah, and and um, yeah, I agree too because there's um, I mean I guess I have had like a little bit more of an eclectic run of it, but it was always. Um, that it was something creative. Like I just always knew like the second that I got into a job or an area that wasn't creative, I was like, okay, yeah, get me out of here. I can't, well, (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just of no use here. You know, like you guys are like, this is like, it's like having, having someone on your soccer team who is like, yeah, I hate soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but they made me come, they made me be on your team. You know, I'm only going to drag like, you down. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you don't want me in this accounting office right now. This is like, <laughs> this is only going to, there's only so many ways this is going to go. They're all down. They're all downhill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. And I feel like, yeah, you know, I always did other stuff for money and, you know, hustle for other things, but it, yeah, definitely the feeling of like, you know, I think one of the, this is a good question. I'll ask you, what was one of your worst jobs that, that you knew this? Was there a specific job you remember? Like, oh yeah, this is not me. <clears throat> Hmm. I mean, I guess most of my, most of my worst jobs were before, were like in college and not doing like career. I, I've never had like a bad career job. I've been in situations where I've gone into interviews of like, you know what, maybe I should get a job because this freelance thing is rough. And I'm going to go on some interviews and then go and interview in like a, um, like a department, like a music video department where it's like a production company, but you would be on the production side of things, like kind of paper pushing, kind of finding people and hiring, hiring people and stuff. And I'm like, Oh wait, this is what a job is like. <laughs> wait, what did you this ask me if thing? I wanted to yeah. do? <laughs> what did you ask me if I've done before? No, I've never. Why would? Oh, okay, no, no, this is not for me. Entry? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, one one interview I sat in, and and again, I've been pretty lucky because even those times where I'm like, I'm gonna go get a job, and I put together a resume, go out on a couple, um, job interviews, and I'm like, and still shooting photos on, you know, I'm still like shooting and and then some job would come up or two or three jobs would come up and i'd be good for like five months i'd be like okay i'll start this up i'll start this up in a couple months and then had it a good run of work for a while where i didn't have to go back in and do interviews but the one interview that i did have that i remember that was like horrible sat in the guy came in he had been like up all night maybe and then they were producing a music video he came in, sat down, and was like, all right. He's like sweating. He's okay. <clears throat> Who are you? And I gave my thing. Oh, you're friends with someone. Okay, cool. 
so why do you want to why do you want to do this job and i'm like well you know okay yeah who are your favorite blah 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 give me your favorite list and i had some people and i'm then just instantly went oh i'm not ready for this interview am i <laughs> i think we we're gonna have a conversation about some stuff and some creativity and he's like who's your favorite give me your top 10 video directors and i'm like i could name at that point off the cuff could name like six i don't know and not even your favorite just anybody that could no come to i was mind. just like, like who's, who's, gonna who's get a name? Yeah. like okay well what kind yeah. of what kind of work are you thinking da, 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 da. and just halfway through i just went i can i just stop talking <laughs> what if i just stop talking i'm just gonna go and then i at the end i'm like <clears throat> honestly i don't think this is for me <laughs> I don't like, I'm wasting your time right now. This is not, uh, I, oh. I got to go. And he just looked at me and he's like, all right, cool. That's cool. Better to know. Yeah. No sure. problem. Yeah. And I just left just going, I better get my portfolio together. <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> and then I was oh, okay for amazing. a while. I got some work and oh, yeah. That's amazing. But I think I knew pretty, I think I knew pretty quick, even in those situations, I'm like, I'm not a good, bullshitter like i can't just sit down like you know what i'm gonna be a different person today and i'm gonna be fine in this office and i just like i i could never really do it but yeah. so so finding some kind of creative some part where i had at least a little bit of a say in whatever the creative thing was that was happening and i didn't have to organize too much um paper and signatures and those types of things <laughs> because <laughs> i think those jobs might uh fall apart <laughs> yeah that's a, that's how so about funny. you um oh yeah so oh the one i was thinking of was when i was in high school and i got a job spraying perfume on cards and like handing them out to people at the mall oh that's amazing and it was like <clears throat> the, the the act itself of spraying stuff on a thing and handing it out not a big you know that's not a big lift there's nothing too terrible yeah. about, about that but when i showed up i was kind of you know this disheveled sort of skate punk sort of kid and you know i put on a, a button-up shirt but you know i didn't really i don't think i owned a comb or i didn't really comb my hair and i didn't really shave or you know I had whatever scruff there was i could like could grow at 17 and had some baggy dickies on or you know probably some holes in it and some <laughs> skate shoes that was just whatever you know just dressed like that like yeah. i was you know i thought i was dressing up i buttoned up buttoned the the you know the thrift store weird grandpa shirt i had yeah and the guy and the guy just made me feel so terrible about how i looked and it was just like it's my first day like i don't know and it was just but there was so much of this like okay well you got to comb your hair you got to like change your clothes okay when you come tomorrow you're gonna have to have a whole different wardrobe thing i just remember and again looking back like that's not an outrageous thing to ask yeah. but you know for a 17 year old kid in the suburbs you know at a mall like I don't know. Give me the uniform. I don't think I'd ever had a job where I didn't have a uniform yeah. before that, you know? And so this was about like, you know, representing the Givenchy, you know, perfume corporation <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'm like, You're like, are know. you paying me enough to represent the <laughs> Givenchy? This is actually on you. You're the one that hired me to do this. Yeah. You need to style me or something. But I just remember just being made to feel so poor about myself. Yeah. And then, and then, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's the job. I'm only, I've only been here for like three minutes and I already feel like dog shit. And like, he gives me the cards and the perfume and tells me to stand over there. And then I start trying to spray and hand it to people. And then just this, the, 
the stiff arm of people like of old ladies is like, no, God, get away from me. <laughs> like, and I just felt like, Oh, I am such a pariah on, on, of, uh, you know, what I mean? I'm just like being treated like, like worse than dog shit. You know, as you try to hand stuff out, people's like, ah, God, no, please. Jeez. No, I was just, ah, not even please. Just, just being every face I saw was just disgust that I was oh existing, trying to hand them something. And so That's I was so like, I was already self-conscious because the guy said I looked like shit. And then every woman or person I tried to hand the card to just was like recoiled in horror. And I was just like, oh, I can't. I just think my my poor teenage ego just couldn't quite like separate itself from this. Like, oh, I'm I am not right for this at all. Like, I'm not the person. I don't look like the person he wants me to be. The people don't want to take the things from the guy that looks yeah. like me. I'm just it was just it was just I just felt constitutionally like the wrong <laughs> person at the wrong place at the wrong time everything so i lasted about 10 minutes and then i told the guy like, oh i gotta go to the bathroom and i kind of walked through the mall to find the bathroom and then i saw as, as i was getting out of the bathroom i was kind of just trying to calm myself down i was almost wanting to cry yeah. <laughs> and then i saw the the exit i just saw the door so then i like just threw all the perfume things in the trash oh and God. i saw and i was like and i just walked right out to my little like beat up car in the driveway or in the parking lot and i just drove home and, oh, my I love that. Like, and my mom had gotten me the job through some friend yeah. of a family person or friend friend of a friend and and i just was home within like a half hour and she's like what are you doing back home i was like yeah that can't be this just, she's like are you insane like what are you doing like you just left i was like yeah i don't know what did she's like you have to tell people i'm like i can't you're like do i, I? That exit, yeah. that exit was actually just right there, and I just did the math in my head and went, much easier. I, I really just felt like lower than low, like I was gonna, you know, what I mean, I just didn't, I didn't understand how I could survive doing that any further, just because it didn't. And plus, I was in school, and you know, I mean, I lived at home with my parents. It was this was yeah. for like spending money. I wasn't. I think if I had yeah. to, you know, support Pay myself or, or a family or children or something, you know, I could figure out how. It wasn't the worst yeah. job in the world, but for for a kid at that age, I just remember it was. But just was so clearly that feeling of like, oh yeah, I can't do this. There's just yeah. nothing in me that that I have no further time here. You know, I never. I, the, it's funny when you're telling that story because all of a sudden I'm going through all of these jobs in my head. And going, oh, yeah. oh, wow, wait, I forgot I did that. But one thing that I never had, I never worked retail. I never had any retail. Like I never had jobs okay. that I had to deal with like customers or anything. But I had, um, I mean, I worked construction when I was a kid, when I was like 17, 18 during the summers as just like oh. sweeping up and stuff. Yeah. Which actually is fine because it's all, is like, it's this weird world into semi-adulthood because there's a ton of responsibility but most of the guys act like children <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you're like in the middle of this you're in this this hierarchy where these guys are like super super smart construction like they know how to build anything they know the right they know all the uh, they know how to read plans they know how to read engineering plans they know how to build a whole house by themselves all these things and then all you hear is dick jokes all day and they like acting like wow these they act like 12 year olds so it's this weird like you can actually fit in as a 17 year old and just like i don't know what to do but i can interact with you guys because you sound like my high school friends <laughs> it's like it's yeah. fine That's and so i bad. did that and then but then when i was in college um like during some college jobs i worked at like in the washing dishes or whatever but i also worked cleaning up sweeping the stadium 
of after basketball games. Whoa. So like you'd go at like eleven o'clock at night and sweep in these teams till like two in the morning. But which also not a great job. It's sweeping yeah. up a lot of puke and like there's a lot of <laughs> it's a college. It's Washington State. So it's like back then huge party school, just no rules. But um but what I remember the coolest thing, and it, at this point, I don't know, I was nineteen, I guess, was that the guy who was the head of it would hook in a stereo, a radio to the to the speakers in the Coliseum and nice. he just play whatever was playing. And all I remember was Smashing Pumpkins playing blaring because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like melancholy and the infinite set or sadness. Yeah. I don't know, whenever that was, 1996 or something. And just blaring and being like, that guy is so cool. He gets to play <laughs> his music through the stadium. It was just I still remember that feeling of like, man, Best I would love... Ever. I would love to hook a stair and just sit there and listen to music in the stadium. This is just is blaring. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then That's I don't know. Amazing. I did so many other. I folded. I folded underwear at Victoria's Secrets for like oh God. two months when I was in Portland to get some extra. But then again, <laughs> I knew two people that were there that were my friends, and so it was kind of fun. And then yeah, uh, or friends. And when I first moved to LA, I folded jewelry boxes for like super cheap jewelry that but at this like weird back room in beverly hills and i used to have to take the bus from uh hollywood or echo park maybe even to beverly hills and then work we'd work for like five hours and then take the bus all the way back and get we get paid per box we got paid a dollar a box i think so you'd fold all these wow. little, fold all these little boxes, but we'd sit in this big round table and there were like 10 people. One, the main guy that was running it was also a music manager and he managed a bunch of rappers from, from like Inglewood and that whole area. And so he would get all of his rappers to fold jewelry boxes too. And they oh had this God. whole side hustle. So that's what they would all do that on the side to make a little bit of extra money. And then they'd all like talk business and talk shit and talk like, and two of the See, guys, two of the guys were like on a song on like the death row compilation. And like, so then I was just sitting there going, how did I get? And at that point I'd been in LA for a year. So I'm like, <laughs> LA is maybe the greatest place that ever existed. I'm like working in this jewelry box place and this guy's like trying to get on a song with Snoop. And this guy's like, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I got my cousin knows Daz and, you know, it's just like these conversations. I'm like, yeah. this is insane. I love this. I'm getting paid. I would walk out of there with like, they, I think they paid us in cash too. You'd walk out of there with like $38. Cause you did, you did. No, it wasn't even a dollar a box. It was like ten cents a box or something because we do hundreds and hundreds of boxes. Dollar and, sounded high. I yeah, say yeah. Anything, but I didn't know how complicated yeah. these boxes. No, were. this is this would probably be like, it was closer to like a nickel a box because we we go we do right. like in a couple hours we do like six hundred boxes. We do these little. Wow. We had this whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That's amazing. But, I definitely knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, but <laughs> but having the I re, I just remember having the um conversation because i was like 
me and the <clears throat> the woman who originally got me the job was um we were like the only two white people and so they'd be like what do you think of Eminem? <laughs> that was like oh, the God. question what do you think Eminem? <laughs> and i'm like i don't know we'd have these conversations <laughs> so that was the time up, yeah. that showed you the time frame of like people were still wondering like mm -hmm. if Eminem was exactly. going to be like a big rapper or not or if people were going to care oh my so God. funny that's amazing. Eminem yeah. reminds me of one, one of my other favorite bad jobs is I was the uh, mini bartender at the Standard Hotel down in downtown L.A. And the mini bartender is what it sounds like. I, I would stock the mini bar in the fridges oh of all the rooms and then I'd have to charge the people if they like if they took stuff out of there. Oh, so you'd have to go and we're like, OK, that's I do inventory every day. I think there's like 400. No. How many rooms? I mean, 300 rooms. I would say, you know, at least as an easy estimate. So I, so I'd get a, I'd get a cart yeah. with all the stuff on it and I'd get a floor and I'd just start at the bottom floor and work my way all, all the way up to the top and go into every single room and just see if everything was, make sure it's all stocked. And if anything was gone, restock it and write down, you know, what they had. And then, and then at the end of the day, I'd go down to like a, like a kiosk in the restaurant and charge them like on, like on a bar staff, like charge the room, yeah. whatever, you know, was there. But, um, but it was really solitary. I, you know, I just, I just, you know, it was by myself for like eight hours a day is pushing this weird little cart around. And um, so it was really, I think I was, I would, you know, lose my mind. I don't think I didn't have headphones or listen to music or anything. I think I was just, <laughs> just knocking on doors. I had just gotten out of college and also had just recently broken my neck. So I was kind of just contemplating oh life. I didn't, I didn't have a car. <laughs> I would ride, I'd ride my bike to, oh, uh, to the, to the Metro to the... station of to Hollywood and Highland and take it in downtown to like fig and seventh. And then he you does know, work wow. with all these people and just, just scratching my head, wondering what life was all about for, you know, eight hours a day by myself, pushing a cart. But, um, but every once in a while we, there would be celebrities on the, on the top floor, you know, in the suites. And, um, and one time Eminem uh, rented out the whole top floor for his crew because he was shooting a, like a D12. I think that was their, uh -huh. the name. It was, it was a music video of his like music group. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they had a special request that he, he wanted everything out of the fridge. He didn't want any of our stuff, but he wanted like orange soda, like Fanta or Sunkist, whatever. And then um, that, like Lipton iced tea. That's it. So then I had to go to like Rite Aid across the street and just buy like two 24 packs of that. And I think they charged them like, you know, $10 a can. And I oh, think, you know, each, each, easy. each 12, each 12 pack was, you know, five dollars so the yeah. whole thing the whole you know for the two the whole inventory i had was you know cost ten dollars but then for every can he drank they would charge him you know <laughs> whatever and absorb the same price over and over again um but he had like um tinfoil on all the windows and it was like super dark in there like i didn't i didn't go in when he was there you'd have to wait you know for people, no one to yeah. be there but i remember going into his room and it was like had a bulletproof vest over the back of a chair he had Jesus. this wardrobe like all these red um jumpsuits you know um and it hung up on like a on a you know hang uh like his own you know fashion hanger thing and yeah it and uh yeah it just seems so weird so excessive and crazy <laughs> that was, that's amazing that was the closest i ever got to, to eminem like, restocking his fridge for absorbent rates well i have to say that uh i speaking of eminem and mini bars i once was <laughs> at the standard uh i mean that would be really funny if this was at the same time that and um a friend of mine is really great friends with someone who was working on his production team or something and they're like come on let's go let's there's a big thing at the standard and we definitely emptied out 
the not in his room, <laughs> but in our friend's room. <laughs> oh, amazing! And, yeah, had emptied out the mini bar. <laughs> oh, it has to be right. Oh, yeah, easily. we were on the top and floor. We were sitting with the big, on the, the big foot, but with the the hands, like the hands, oh, the, the, the big hand foot. chairs. The, oh, the big the, foot. Oh, yeah. yeah, the big the big foam foot. Yeah, yep. right. Once, yeah, the, and, it just yeah. And one then, time somebody put one of those in the in the in the um in the tub or in the shower and it just it like weighed like you know 800 pounds oh, after yeah. like soaked up all the water they had to cut it into chunks to, <laughs> to remove it, it. Out? No to way. get it out yeah because it was just a giant sponge foot just like the size of a person yeah <laughs> it couldn't be drained so yeah that might have been at the yeah. same time you i you might have taken inventory of all oh, of the funny. alcohol we drank out, out yeah. of out of one of their rooms <laughs> that's amazing right like it's so funny like our, our worlds collide you know just passing sliding doors like oh yeah, oh, yeah. You're, the, you're the guy partying in the room i'm the guy cleaning the room or you know oh my god doing and the stock oh that is hilarious oh my god um okay we should get back to, to john oh, yeah. Hernan. speaking john. of random celebrity jobs or jobs he almost had the i was shocked to hear that he had um auditioned for the red hot chili peppers yeah do you remember I that know. part of the interview yeah yeah uh, i was just kind of re-listening to it and and uh yeah it was amazing he has so many he has so many times in his life where it's like some little tiny random thing happens and it turns into a big thing like I know, that was right? one of them like what, yeah, what was the story again his friend was so i had heard from john steiner the drummer in in helmet and um and um what's the band now battles yeah uh i was talking to, to john and uh and he had told me because i think we we're just talking about drummers or different things and and he had said he's like oh yeah you know herndon you know like auditioned for red hot chili peppers and i'm like what that sounded insane i just like a just a world i could not imagine you know how much cooler of a band they would be <laughs> if, if her dude was there just what a different band it would I mean, be just a, such you know. a different band yeah yeah but um so then yeah so i think he knew if he didn't think he knew a girl who knew them and was friends of theirs and then she said she put him up for it. i think they were asking her like oh we need a new drummer and so he went out to L he came out to la to, to audition right. and he said he was in the room when chad smith like had his audition and you could just tell like the jockey jovial kind of like since they have the same sort of sense of humor where i think john you know is a little more sensitive and a little bit more of a punk yeah and not quite a not as jockey as, right as wasn't he sitting in the other room and he's like oh yeah i'm not gonna get this yeah i think <laughs> he's just hearing, hearing laughing like, and the confidence yeah and the, yeah the whole thing was you know yeah and this would and this would have been you know pre whatever um pre under the bridge was, this was like it late was 80s. like early yeah early 90s late 80s probably late 80s yeah yeah so crazy so, still years the, later. The, the socks on their dicks and that kind of that era of red hot chili peppers yeah all the fun so. stuff <laughs> well, but i just yeah what a different world that would have been or just what i would you know now i, I want to hear like a tortoise red hot chili peppers mashup oh yeah oh wait oh i'm getting a call oh, oh. yeah no yeah. i'll call them back uh, maybe um, it's it's flea calling you to tell you <laughs> flea. hey just, yeah. listen man We've had this discussion within the band many times, and we've still decided that Chad Smith is the correct drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, <laughs> we really wanted Will Ferrell, but he wasn't he wasn't yeah. uh, eligible yet. Oh my god! Yeah, his his what was his other thing? Oh yeah, when he was uh, John was saying he was just like skateboarding, and he fell off his skateboard, and his skateboard went going went oh, down yeah. the hallway, and then some guy at the end of the hallway just jumped on his skateboard. Went, rode down, rode back, and was like, hey, man, you want to go to the half pipe tomorrow? 
And then that ends up being one of the dudes in Tortoise now. Oh, yeah. They started playing in a band together, and then that is now. And he just randomly met him, like, riding down (laughs) the hallway at college or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just the different doors that open. I also was was tripped out by his his, um, relationship with uh, Bob Moog and all the early, like, Moog synthesizers. yeah. Just you mean the friend of the family, Bob Moog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like his parents' friend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say too. It's like so much of it. I, it has to be so weird to grow up in a in a situation where the parents are all kind of creative people. Like, so he grew up on a on a um, commune for part of his life. And then him just talking about that of like the volleyball games and the the potlucks and that everybody kind of got together and did these jams and then everyone was doing art and the kids would just run around and be and that that has to that has to imprint in your mind in a way to go like as long as it's in a pot you know that all that stuff is kind of positive and that that it has to imprint on someone who's creative to to go oh yeah there's all this stuff that's possible i should try things and i should like there's just like it seems like that must be so different <laughs> yeah right well yeah it's, all, it's a, yeah it's literally like an alternative sort of lifestyle sort of thing right it's the by yeah. design to be just to be different um yeah it's crazy but i guess yeah the idea of just whatever happened you know like you know, there's all these cool creative parents around I've, I've, I have a feeling there was probably darker sides too. You probably didn't get into. It. I'm sure these all, oh, I'm sure. most com most communes the story, the story usually turns dark pretty quick. Yeah, no, totally. So, but at least as this yeah. place where you're like, I'm gonna do some weird thing, and then your parents go, "That's so cool. You should go deeper. <laughs> Make it weirder yeah. or whatever." Like I think most people don't don't grow up that way, or if they do, they probably it's you know kind of in the city. Or your parents are already in like a creative field or something like that, but yeah. But I thought that was interesting when he was just like bringing up like, yeah, we do dances for our parents, and then we were playing music, and then th- my uncle got me a, I don't remember what it was, got him a drum, or, and then he was playing on this, and then there was a family band that was like all the friends would get together, and those guys would jam, and then everyone else would play volleyball, but, and like yeah. yeah, but he had like gigs as a teenager, like playing in this band yeah. of with a band of adults. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. That's, I think it's interesting. I think like um, uh, when I hear um, Questlove about his his parents were in, in a band growing up, and then when he he would just sit in sometimes when he was like I don't know, like twelve. And he's like, yeah, my dad's going to play at bars at night and the drummer didn't show up. So he would sit in when he was like a 12 year old. And that just has to like, like redo your mind a little bit of like, oh, wait, I can hang with adults and I can be creative. Oh, okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep this somewhere in my brain. That's never going to leave that I can just be this like weird creative human and that there's people out there that will accept me even when I'm older. Because I hang around with all these weirdos, <laughs> or just seeing adults as people, you know, maybe at that yeah, earliest right. of an age, you know what I mean, where it's not like stuff, shirt and ties, and you know, they're all just f- figures of authority. Like, yeah, you could just be in a band with them. You could jam. Yeah. You could see them seeing their have flaws, good nights, have and... bad nights. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, my my oldest rider, he um, he's I I put a bass in his hand uh, just this this weekend. We were just kind of jamming. I was like, here, try this, and 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 he really he really took to it. It was really, really? fun. Like he got like a little like you know not a cut but like almost like a blister on his thumb from hitting like i gave him a pick but he wanted to use his fingers oh, that's I think cool. he was kind of just 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 taking to it really quick and he's he's been asked you know he's like yeah i want to like when can i get back on the bass and yeah. i was like wait what are you talking about like like oh the the guitar the bass guitar oh yeah yeah okay let's do it yeah like, do you want to play it really loud like <laughs> yeah. come in this room <laughs> let's go yeah it's uh yeah but it's just so fun you know we just put you know it's like i don't know which way his i don't know where his life's gonna go yeah. You know, yeah, he's been, he's been playing trombone and really digging that. I was like, "That's awesome." Try try something like this. So see what you think. But again, I could see a, a world where in the next, you know, if he really likes it and he keeps playing it, you know, like yeah, let's go, let's go play shows, let's go, let's yeah, go jam. Totally. I mean, Lila yeah. just started picking up the guitar again, like six months ago, mm-hmm. but just because she's gotten really into music, and um like she's making playlists and does all this stuff and she's getting really into like music and bands and and then she got like the guitar tuning app and it actually nice. has um like chords on it so you can just search bands on the app and it'll bring it up and it'll show you all the chords and then you can play along with it and it Amazing. and it lists it hears you playing through the phone and so it doesn't advance the song up until you hit all the chords. So it's like, if it's like C, E, C, E, it'll hear you playing it. And then once you get to the last line, it'll move up the phone for you. So you don't have to move up the phone up. That's incredible. And she was in there. I'm like, wait, what are you? Is that a Radiohead song? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm just learning some music. I'm like, well, how are you doing it? She's like, uh, an app. Like I'm <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like... Like, do you know how hard it used to be to figure try to figure a song out? You couldn't do it. You had to go buy like the sheet music or whatever. Yeah, buy Guitar Player magazine and learn oh whatever. Through oh yeah, the, the riffs and the hit yeah, riffs deep, or whatever. Deep, deep, deep purple cuts. songs in the back of the bit. You'd get four randomized songs. It'd be like Aerosmith, um, yeah. you know, Eve Six, <laughs> Deep Purple. <laughs> yeah, all the all the hits. Yeah. Oh my god, I still I still get those magazines. I'm still. I'm still a subscriber. Amazing. It's, it's so random. Oh, wait, c- congratulations songs. on being on the top guitar list of Rolling Stone, by the way. <laughs> can can Which, I tell what you? What number were you? <laughs> it, it, was, was, it, it was all fake. Oh, okay. I, I, I photoshopped that. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I was like, I was like, oh. <laughs> it made sense to me, though. I could I, see. I, I, I put it down low at like you know like 197 or something of like the top 200. I was like, yeah, I would definitely be at the end of the list. I was, it was, I was just, I was laughing at it, and I was like, oh, I could just make one, and I put it up, but I didn't really set up the joke. And then I was like, oh, I just have to take this down. This is just, this is getting because people are writing me like, congratulations, whoa, that's awesome. But I also, it also felt like a, a, a kind of a thing of like nobody's actually reading Rolling Stone or going to this website. Everyone's, no. I, I just, I just kept seeing people post pictures of either themselves or other people like well look who's at number so and so look who's at this number look who's at that number and part of me was like you know i probably could just photoshop just this and put that up there and you it would just, just become it up it would just become it fact internet. right yeah, yeah like just, just post it, it post pass it around i'll put it on your wikipedia page yeah yeah <laughs> it felt like such a weird thing that was so easily like you could just mock it up you know yeah yeah 
Well, then it was just like, I believed okay, it. I, I, and you I know took what? the bait. <laughs> I was like, he's that low? Come on. You got to put him oh, up. He's going to be like got. 50 higher than that. <laughs> I, I almost wanted, it almost got me to look at the real list to just see who, who was I stepping on. I don't know which person I was I was taking over their spot. It's probably just... Wes Borland from. from... <laughs> oh, he'd be way far further up there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just any of those lists are always so arbitrary. And, you know, it's probably more to do with publicists and, and yeah. whatever else. It's oh, cool. totally. who, whose record company's buying well, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, all you have to do is get like three or four people who are doing the list and they're like, yeah, but what about those first three no age records? (laughs) And like, oh yeah, wait, hold on. Let's think about this. Yeah. He's up there. You could put the yeah the power of positive thinking. You know, if you just put totally. it out there. It's like yeah, yeah, hundred percent. At whatever point that becomes a consideration, I think it has so much more to do with just you know, the, I don't know what it, those those lists are so arbitrary and that number is so he always like two hundred and fifty guitar players. Yeah. Like that's just that's an insane it's number so high. to have any kind of relevance of anything. Like just just pick you know like you could just whatever the the top you know two hundred fifty best selling bands yeah. and just pull a guitar player from each one of those. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not. It's, it's, it seemed like but it's also like so random like oh yeah i'm number <laughs> but anything outside of the top 10 is sort of just like okay now you're just really Could you're really running anywhere. out of things to you're padding your your paper with or you're really padding yeah. this thing out with and so it seems so arbitrary so i, I was laughing at it and i was like oh this could just get this is gonna yeah. get weird so I'm i think you should just agree with it every time someone's like congratulations like thanks <laughs> yes. man yeah hey yeah you know it was a real yeah. honor i was, really, I was, I was, I was super I was surprised. surprised but you know it makes sense yeah <laughs> all right i actually do have to go sorry I oh no 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 all good all good okay. yeah yeah this is really fun i appreciate it uh thanks for jumping on uh oh, john man. herndon that was awesome such a good interview i love it yeah that was really fun thanks um yeah we got another good one coming up next week and then we'll talk about that one the week after yeah and we'll just keep keep doing this it's awesome neat. man it's been so fun. <laughs> Super cool. All right. All right. Well, I hope I hope you had a good Halloween. I hope everybody out there is, is getting ready for a, a happy Thanksgiving or whatever timely thing. Happy Arbor Day and Labor <laughs> yes. Day. Yes. <laughs> happy, awesome, okay. happy Christmas. Merry New Year. All yeah, of that yep, stuff. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. See you later.